Hey there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, mother, and the voice behind the Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there's an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I made this podcast just for you. Disclaimer, if you feel you have lymphedema but have not been diagnosed, please see your medical professional as this podcast is not a replacement for a diagnosis in person, a treatment in person from your certified lymphedema therapist, or a substitution for your doctor's medical advice. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Welcome back for this episode of Lymphedema Podcast, guest hosted by me, Cindy Jacobs. Hi everyone, my name is Cindy Jacobs and I have primary lymphedema in both of my legs. I am currently a student at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and I'm studying nutrition and health sciences. Today I'm going to talk through my story, some advice, and talk about the lessons I've learned throughout my journey. Starting off uh, with my story, I was actually not born with lymphedema or with symptoms, I guess. Uh, I did not present symptoms until my freshman year, specifically during golf season, which for girls is in the fall. I remember I would carry my golf clubs home because I lived in the same neighborhood as the golf course. So I would carry my golf clubs home every day after golfing and in high school golf, we didn't get golf carts. We walked all the holes and stuff. And so I remember my leg being in a lot of pain and really swollen and it ended up getting to the point where I was swollen up to my knee. And I remember going home and talking to my parents and being like, hey, something's wrong with my leg. Like, it really hurts. Like, I've done something to it. And that kind of started off the process of getting diagnoses. It's a stress fracture, tendonitis, different things like that. And it just never got better and life got busy and we just kind of went with it. And it wasn't until my sophomore year, so a whole year later, that I was at a, that I actually got diagnosed. One of our family friends uh, saw my leg one day and was like, is that still swollen from last, last year? And we're kind of like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get it checked out again. We're just trying to get through. I had a couple of things for high school I just wanted to get through before I got checked out again because we assumed I'd be in a boot or a cast or something. And he was like, you really need to get that checked out like that could be something a lot worse and so we were like yeah you know you're probably right um so we ended up going and that's when the severe testing began you know we went through everything um and just got test after test just trying to make sure everything was okay um it wasn't until I had just gone to the cardiologist and kind of ran into a dead end there and we were at this pizza pizza restaurant and we were sitting there my parents were googling and we were just googling different things of what this could be and my mom I think was on probably the last page of google and she found a case that was really similar to mine it was a girl in California with one swollen leg um and she had primary lymphedema And I remember the conversation of my parents 
and me and my little sister being like, oh, this is probably what you have. Like, this is textbook of what you've been saying. So we did more research on it and we ended up going to Boston uh, for lymphocytography. And that was my first positive test. And that was a really weird feeling because I've gone through all this testing and it was all negative and this was my first positive and it wasn't what I was expecting because as when our family friends was like oh it could be something more serious I thought okay I'm gonna have to get a surgery or be put on a pill and everything will go back to normal like I didn't think long term or lifelong and so that first positive test was really weird because it was the feeling of okay this is real life this is my life now like I'm gonna have to live with this foot there's no cure and you know there's management and stuff for it but that wasn't what I was expecting that's not what I wanted I wanted a fix I wanted a solution I wanted this foot to go away and so that was a hard trip but I remember they actually sent us home early because my test got done early uh it was so positive they're like you don't need to be here anymore like if anyone who's gotten a lymphocytography knows it's a whole day test like you were there for the whole day and the lady um who was doing it was just like your test is so positive you don't need to be here like you can you have kind of the rest of your afternoon off and so that was really fun me and my parents went and explored boston and had a great time which was I'm very grateful for my parents for because that was a really hard day and they kept me busy and we were exploring and seeing new things so I didn't really sit down and think about it and I didn't have to process that all right away but we got back from Boston back to Nebraska and I really kind of relearned life not necessarily life because my life was the same I was still living in Nebraska and going to school and I was still me but I had this whole new aspect of life that I had to incorporate I had I was now wearing compression and I had to be aware of my leg and I was learning new things about my body every single day and I remember that being really hard for a sophomore in high school because I was still young I was so young and I was I really thought that there's so many more people paying attention to me than there actually was. I thought if I wore shorts with my compression sock or I only have one compression sock on one leg that people thought I was weird or didn't, wouldn't want to be friends with me and stuff like that. But that's not the case. People, there's a lot less people paying attention to you than they think, than you think. Um, but I remember that was really weird. Um... The other thing I really remember is being told that there was low chance of getting lymphedema in other parts of my body. Um, And I kind of clung on to that and I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I have to deal with. I'm going to be okay. My junior year, I came home from school one day and I took off. I was about to go into my machines and I took off my compression sock and then I took off my normal sock off of my other foot and my right foot was swollen now originally it my lymphedema started in my left foot my left foot was my original affected foot 
And so when I went home and I took off my sock on my right foot and my right foot was bigger than my left foot with the actual lymphedema. Well, I guess they're both actual lymphedema, but having my right foot be bigger and my right foot, which was supposed to be my normal foot and was my healthy foot and it wasn't, I froze. I didn't know what to do. I remember I sat in my room for like probably 30 minutes just staring at it like frozen and I finally went downstairs and I told my parents and we got another schedule back to Boston another lymphocytography and that was really interesting because my first one my right leg had a full my lymphatic system grew all glowed all the way up like they could see the lymphatic channels all the way up through my leg but in the second one when I went up my right foot the dye stayed in my toes um and so that was really interesting to see my right leg having the lymphatic system go all the way up and then the next year being stuck in my toes and that was really scary and really hard and I remember having kind of going through the five stages of grief you know denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and all that like I really grieved the normalcy of my leg and having that normal right leg I don't necessarily remember that with my left leg my first leg just because I couldn't tell you when my foot swelled I couldn't tell you the last day I had a normal looking foot but with my right leg there was a day there was a normal to not normal and uh, I knew what it was and that was really hard and it's I have went through the processes and I came to the acceptance and I accept my body and I love my body and I love knowing my body and I know a lot about it but there's good and bad days and that's okay you know I still kind of go between the stages there are days where I'm really angry or I'm really sad about it but there's also days where I'm really really happy and really proud of my lymphedema and who I am and how far I've come with my lymphedema most days I'm really proud and happy to be who I am because I would not be the person that I am today without my lymphedema and so it's important to feel pride in the process and your life experience and what you've all gone through and how much you know about your body that's something to be proud of and have a lot of pride in that kind of segues me into my kind of sepic, se- ooh, second topic excuse me of it's okay not to be perfect the hardest thing for me with lymphedema is i felt this constant pressure to do everything right 24-7 and if I messed up I was going to explode or something um I came to realize it's okay not to be perfect doing something is better than doing nothing if I when I first got diagnosed I with my left leg it was hard for me to wear compression every day I went from not having this routine to having to start this routine and there'd be days where I wouldn't wear compression or I wouldn't do um go into my machines and stuff like that and it was really hard on my foot 
or I wouldn't do anything for like a week and my foot by the ends would be like big and um, swollen and it hurt and so I realized just doing something every day no matter how little it may seem is very beneficial because there's days where I'm like 10 out of 10 done everything great I've worn my compression I did a lymphatic massage I did a little bit of dry brushing went into my machines worked great wore my night garments the whole night through I am perfect. I did everything that I can for that day and I've done a great job and my feet look great. But there's also those days where I don't wear my compression all afternoon or I don't sleep the whole night through with my night garments because I really struggle with keeping them on or I forget my machine or something like that. And on those days, I just have to remind myself to do something. No matter how little it seems, it can help. And so, if I don't wear my compression, I spend extra time in my machine. If I can't sleep with my night garments on and I take them off and don't last very long in them, I wake up early and put on my machines, which is saying something because I am not a morning person. I know there are people out there. When I say machines, I'm talking about like the Lymphopress or I have a Normatec machine, like the air compression machines. But I know people who will get up in the morning they'll go into their machines in the morning go throughout the day and go into their machines at night I am not that person I get up 10 minutes before I have to leave my house and get ready and go I am not a morning person I do not like getting out of bed I love my bed but if I don't sleep if I can't keep my night garments on I will put my phone across the room so I have to get up with my alarm and I will put my machines on in the morning and I will have my machines on for an hour in the morning or half an hour or so and yes I will go back to bed while I'm in these machines but I'm doing something I wasn't able to sleep through um the night with my leg uh my night garments on that's okay. I'm not going to have a terrible night's sleep because I can't sleep with them on. I just have to do something a little bit better tomorrow. So doing something for your lymphedema is very important. Don't, it can be very overwhelming doing all the steps and being perfect. You do not have to be. It is okay not to be perfect. And that goes with all aspects of life. Another big thing that I've been getting better at is having a healthier lifestyle. I realized with lymphedema I had to find things that worked for me and things that were really hard on my body that I can't do as much anymore and I actually weirdly enough my senior year COVID hit and I got a job at Walmart and I was an online grocery shopper and I got 20,000 steps a day my legs looked great they have never looked better than when I worked at Walmart because I was walking so much and that worked really good for me that might not work great for you but it worked well for me and so I incorporated that into my life once I was done working at Walmart I came to college and I got a job as a campus tour guide so I give tours of the university it is a three mile walk I walk backwards I talk the whole time it is a great exercise and I can do that tour up to three times in a day and walk up to nine miles a day and that is very very beneficial to me and again Everybody is different. Walking might work great for me, but it might not for you, and that's okay. You just have to find your thing and find things to incorporate into life, into your life, 
that benefit you. I hope you're enjoying listening to this episode so far. I want to jump in and tell you guys that you should be definitely checking out the sponsors who support Lymphedema Podcast. This year, our sponsors are Eros Medical, Play, which is Pediatric Lymphedema Alliance, Medi, and Juzo. Go check out their websites, go check out their Instagrams and their social medias, and find them so that they can help you power through your lymphedema journey. Another thing I've learned is drinking water. And this is, this is an everybody thing. You should always drink water. Water is very, very good for your body. But I, drinking water really helps my legs. I am not a water drinker though. I am terrible. I would never bring my water bottle to school, different things like that. And so I finally went and I bought three water bottles that I really liked and I kind of rotate through them. And what I'm feeling, I got a pack of stickers and I put stickers on them. And I actually last week stole my sister's water bottle or one of her water bottles. Sorry, Olivia. But I really like it. It has a straw. It works great. I drink a ton of water from it and I'm always refilling it and it really works for me. And little things like that, very, very helpful. Um, And again, with those, you'll have the good and the bad days and it's okay not to be perfect. There are days where I eat a lot of salty food. I am a sweet and salty type person. That Those are the snacks I like to eat. When I have a day where I eat a lot of salt, my legs get bigger. But to help with that, when I eat a lot of salt, I also drink a lot more water. And they don't necessarily cancel each other out. They do in my mind, but not in reality. But it helps. I feel like when I drink more water, On the days that I eat a lot of salt, my legs are not as big as they usually are, or my feet don't get as big. And so, just learning your body and learning the things that you need to do, to do the things that you enjoy and not limit yourself in life, but also know how to get back, how to get back to your starting point or where you want to be is very important. My last thing that I really want to emphasize for my advice is be prepared. It is very important to know your body, learn more about it, and understand what affects your lymphedema, um, and always be prepared for that. I remember my first time going to my CLT, or one of them, was my first CLT, was I went in there and the first thing I was told is, you can't shave your legs, you can't get a deep muscle massage, you can't, um, you have to eat really healthy, you can't gain a lot of weight, like, all these do's and all these don'ts and rules that I had to follow, and that was hard to hear, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, my life is ruined, I can't get my nails done, like, what's gonna happen, and I finally came to realize, like, I can do these things, I just have to be prepared for these things, When I shave my legs, I take a little extra time. I make sure I'm not going to cut myself. I don't rush through it. And if I do cut myself, I'm prepared. I always have Neosporin everywhere. Every single drawer you can open in my house, I guarantee you will find Neosporin. I have it everywhere. But if I cut myself on my leg, as soon as I get out of the shower, I put some Neosporin and a Band-Aid on it. And then I watch it. And if it looks like it's going to have an infection, I get started on antibiotics. I have a prescription refill of antibiotics at 
my pharmacy. So if ever I see an infection starting, I get on antibiotics right away. And that's super important to be prepared. Even on trips and stuff, I went on a beach vacation last summer. I think it was last summer. And I brought a couple of my old compression socks because I was like, oh, I don't really wear these much, but I'm going to go swimming and I want to wear them sometimes swimming. I brought three pairs of old compression socks and enough of like my good compression socks to kind of last me through the whole trip. And I ended up ripping two of my three old compression socks while I was putting them on. And that was okay because I was wearing them swimming. So I went swimming without them and all was fine. But if that were to happen to one of my good pairs or I only bought a certain brought a certain amount of compression socks and I ripped one and I didn't have a backup plan, that could end very, very badly. If you bring enough compression socks and a couple of extra, um, great, be prepared. Bring those extra compression socks. Bring your wraps. Bring some KT tape if you want to KT tape your legs up. Just different things like that. Every vacation, I always have my night garments. I don't bring my machines um, on most vacations because they're kind of a hassle to travel with. Um, but I always have my night garments with me because those are very beneficial, especially when I'm on vacation. And when I'm on vacation, I make sure that I sleep through the night with them on because I don't have my machines. So always be prepared. Always being prepared can be as simple as bringing your water bottle places. Like always remember your water bottle. Always be prepared. Always have water with you. Just be prepared and know your body. So with that, I'm going to kind of wrap up with some lessons that I've learned um this is not an easy disease to live with it's not an easy thing to live with and that's okay you're gonna have your good and your bad days there are gonna be days where you feel like you're on top of the world want to tell everybody about it and advocate and educate everyone that you can and then there are going to be those days where somebody asks you about it and you just really don't want to talk about it and you don't do a good job of explaining it and you just kind of leave it at that and that's okay it's you're going to have your good and bad days. It is not the easiest thing to live with, but it is. You will have a joyful life. I, the biggest thing Lymphedema has given me is Camp Watch Me and the community. I am a volunteer at Camp Watch Me. I have been, this will be my third year this summer. So if you're going, can't wait to see you. But I am a volunteer there. I am not one of the CLT volunteers. I am simply, I go around with the kids. I do the activities. I make sure they get there on time, that everyone has all their stuff, that we're not forgetting water bottles, different things like that. But I am forever grateful for Camp Watch Me. It has introduced me to a whole group of CLTs that I have so much respect for and so many questions for. And I feel if I'm ever have a question or need something or just want to know more about something, I can always ask them. Uh, They're always so kind. Betty is one of my first contacts. If anything ever happens, you know, I give her a text or give her a call and she's answers right away and has helped me through quite a few, quite a few things, which has been amazing. But the community of the lymphedema, of lymphedema and the lymphedema community is so important and amazing there are so many instagrams that have followed so many blogs so many different platforms that give such great advice and exercise routines and different things like that and if you are ever feeling alone 
DM that Instagram. DM the first one you look up and they will be there for you. DM the Brylands Feet Foundation Instagram. There are always people in this community who are looking out for you. And so, even though it can be hard at times, you have a full community to lean on, which is incredible. I highly suggest getting involved with Camp Watch Me and Brylands Feet Foundation. Um, definitely life-changing incredible highly suggest i personally have loved it so that's my little plug thank you guys so much for listening today i really appreciate it mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible property this podcast is here for you to find friendships and community for your journey with lymphedema i hope you enjoyed learning more about me and my life and kind of my story If there is a specific topic you are looking for, check out the full directory on the website. Email lymphedema podcast with your story if you would like to share. The email is lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.